Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. Welcome back. Thank you. Hello everybody. For joining us this Sunday evening. Yes, we are back. Better than ever. In the flesh, in full effect. We can rebuild them. Six million dollars. All righty then. (laughs) (laughs) So this week we are starting a new topic of discussion. Yes, we are. And we 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 kind of gave him a tease last week. We gave him a tease. We did? Yeah, we gave him a tease and you said don't give him too much. Yeah, yes. We want to have an element of surprise. Surprise. We don't want you to say... Oh, I don't need to listen to that. We want you to tune in because we believe that everything that the Lord has is good. And we believe that (laughs) we believe that something that we'll say or share, if it's not for you now, it's for you later. If it's not for you at all. It's for someone else that you know mm-hmm. that you can share it with. So we certainly want you to tune in, subscribe, share, support every week on this podcast. Yeah, because we, we, I, I enjoy doing this podcast for a couple of reasons, mainly because God told us to do it. So I get. And secondly, because he's here with me. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> God told us to do it. So we get, uh, I get an enjoyment out of it, you know, just being honest, some, there sometimes we don't feel like recording, and sometimes, but after, once we start recording, definitely after we record, it's like, oh, thank you, Jesus, you know, it's a good thing, and because we're on the schedule, and we could probably record this podcast anytime we wanted to, but we're on the schedule that we try to keep, mm-hmm. and so it's just, you know, God blesses us. And so we just want to be a blessing to you all. I just put it to you like that. Yes, yes. So this week we believe, or this topic that we're going to discuss over the next couple of weeks, if the Lord says the same, we believe will be a blessing to married couples, Mm -hmm. it'll be a blessing to singles. Yep. If you are still on this side of the earth uh, (laughs) or this this side of the ground, we believe it'll be a blessing because everyone experiences conflict. Oh, I, I, no. I had, I had the whole thing. I had the whole thing ready. Conflict resolution <laughs> in marriage. <laughs> Did not know he had the drum roll. You didn't as, come to the pre-production meeting. As we've told you before, we, uh, in our time of prayer seek God on what we should discuss. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have our own notes or sometimes we have our own thoughts and we don't come together. We used to do that when we first started this podcast, but we found that it, um, it's a whole lot better when it's organic, when it's not rehearsed. Ooh, Um, so, a lot of these podcasts that we do, we may have some notes and some ideas that the Lord has given us to share. And most of the time, we don't know each other's thoughts, notes, or downloads mm-hmm. until the time we, we record. But if you came um, to the pre-production meeting. 
I didn't know there was a pre-production meeting. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, that could be a conflict there in and of itself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be talking about conflict in marriage. It is something that when you have two people with two different backgrounds and two different ideologies and two different experiences and two different upbringings and the list can go on and on and on, mm-hmm. uh, that dynamic can cause conflict yeah. because you have your two different people with two different ways of thinking and two different ways of doing things. And we can probably spend the rest of the year talking about 33 plus years of marriage, uh, the different conflicts that we have encountered in our marriage. Remember them all. Um, and thank God for amnesia <laughs> in some instances, <laughs> yeah. because there are some things you don't want to remember the conflicts that you have. Uh, the, the things that you do remember are probably relevant to helping you not to make those mistakes again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to cut you off. No, that's okay. No, I was. I just wanted to say, because um, not, not only are we talking to the couples about um, conflict in marriage, but for singles, this is um, conflict resolution. And yes. So if you and your soon-to-be spouse, or maybe you are single and you don't even have a, a soon-to-be spouse or a fiancé or anything like that right now, but it, it can help. Because I don't, I don't think... It's the same level of conflict when you're single versus when you're married. Oh, not at all. I don't think, in my in my opinion, I don't think it's no. the same level. But yeah. everyone um, experiences conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you're married, you, you can't go anywhere. You exactly. You can't say, you know what, this isn't gonna work. You're not the one. We're not gonna get married. <laughs> <laughs> you're already married. Mm-hmm. You're already uh, in it. Uh, death to death do you part. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get that out. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think it's definitely a different dynamic once you're in covenant with yeah. someone versus you're not in covenant. So last week we talked about the prenuptial agreement and the postnuptial agreement. And one of the things I said was, if you decide to bring up the post-nuptial agreement, you're going to have issues and you're going to have conflict. So hopefully these next few sessions will help with the conflict resolution because hopefully you didn't bring up the post-nuptial. But if you did, maybe there's something we can say in the next four or five weeks. Yes, hopefully. (laughs) The way you said, you said... I'm just trying to help that person out who just decided to go on their own and do the whole postnuptial thing. I'm just now mm-hmm. you ain't now you got conflict, and so we'll try to help you, yes, uh, as much as we can. But ultimately, we don't live there. So, so God bless you and your spouse. <laughs> one one of the things that I um, thought about doing as I was preparing uh, my notes and uh, seeking the Lord about what we were going to talk about as it relates to conflict this week. Um, I'm no preacher. I'm no minister. uh, But I believe that (laughs) what (laughs) I do believe that my, my notes are homiletically sound. Uh Uh Oh, Uh Oh, 
So for your pastors and preachers out there, um, you might appreciate um, this breakdown. So there are two things I think that we should discuss as it relates to conflict. And for your uh, memory or for you to remember, they're going to come in C's. So conflict starts with C. And then we are going to discuss causes and cures. There's always a cause of a conflict, and there's always a way to cure the conflict. Mm-hmm. How you go about doing it, how you do it, is up to you. How you do it? Um, you could be the cause, or you could be the cure. Um, Ooh, but you just right need to make sure that you know how to handle the conflict. Uh, so, I want to start with this scripture in Luke eleven and seventeen. In the King James Version, but he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falleth. So this is for, I'm speaking directly to married people in this point. If your house is divided against itself, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall. It's going to have calamity. It's going mm-hmm. to have desolation. It's not going to survive. So you have to find a way to come together in agreement, even if there is conflict. Mm-hmm. And there will be conflict. There will right? be conflict. So let's talk about a couple of causes. One cause could be another C, control. Hmm. Hmm. Janet Jackson. Control. I'm sorry. Okay. So control (laughs) is the power to influence or direct people's behaviors or the course of events. When you are trying to have control, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's on your job, whether it's in your relationship, you have a, a fiance or someone that you are seeing in hopes to marry this person, Mm -hmm. but you are trying to control and dictate every dynamic of that relationship, you're going to have conflict. That causes contention in the ranks. Oh, another C. Another C. I didn't even plan that one. That one just shot straight down from heaven. Not Not in the notes. Contention. And so... You have to be mindful of taking a good look at you, your style, your personality, and how you go about interacting Mm -hmm. with your spouse, interacting with your soon-to-be spouse, or interacting with people in general that can cause a conflict. And if you're not flexible enough to appreciate the dynamics of a relationship, the diversity of the other person, then, and you want everything to be your way, then you're going to have conflict. Conflict is inevitable if it's all about you, me, 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 because the person that you're with, your spouse, soon to be spouse, they don't think like you. They are not you. And truth be told, I don't know anybody who ever said, I want to marry someone just like myself. 
Why would you want to marry somebody who's just like you? That's a good point. I don't think I've ever heard that. Somebody say, I want to marry somebody like me. I I know I haven't ever heard anyone say that. Hmm. I want to marry somebody who's just like me. And even in that dynamic, there's going to be conflict. Yeah. So can I, can I, because even you get on your own nerves sometimes. Yeah, I I know I get on my nerves. (laughs) So when you were talking about control and you were referencing couples, uh, married folks, the thing that hit me for single people, it's not, you wouldn't necessarily call it control when you're a single or when you're dating. You would say, well, this person has a, you know, this person takes charge. They just, you know, Mm -hmm. takes charge and they do, you know, they'll just, Go out there and do it and say this and get this done and da da da. But then when you get married, then it's control. Yes. It's not cute when yeah, you, yeah. another C, it's not cute. Control is not cute when you get married. Uh oh, she on the road, y'all. I know. It's just she on the road. Uh, <laughs> control but, is not cute. But I, I know I can speak for myself and I will talk uh transparently. I know that I because I was raised that way, I like to be in control. And sometimes I still do. Um, let me just keep it real and let me keep it raw. <laughs> I like to have control. I don't like things that's out of my control. And that's not always a bad thing, but it's not a good thing either. Um, I like to plan. I like to know. And so when things happen out of my control, it throws me off kilter. And I had to learn with Doug, I can't, Doug's not my child. I can't control Doug. I can share with him my thoughts and my views, but not expect him to always do things the way I do things when I want him to do things mm-hmm. the way I want him to do things. And so that is a very humbling experience when first and foremost, you take a good look in the mirror at yourself and say, okay, what is it that I could change that may minimize some of the causes of the conflicts that I encounter? So you said something interesting. You, you said, um, I'm not your child. And you know, because we're married and you know, we talk about things, how I hate seeing commercials or mm-hmm. things on TV where they um, portray the man as a child, like the wife has to talk to him like he's a child, and mm-hmm. you know I got three children. Ooh, boy, you know. does that bug him! <laughs> 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 so one of the things um, you have to be mindful of is that your spouse is not a child. You know, if you have an issue with control, and more importantly, your spouse is not. Your child. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you've got an issue with control. Like you said, you, I can, man, you on it today. Your spouse is not your child. Don't, don't talk to your spouse like they're your child, and you won't get a response like they're your child. So, yes. Yeah, that, that just bugs me to no end when I see that on TV. But you have to be mindful that you're two adults living in the house, Yes. And you each have your own way of thinking, speaking, and so on and so forth. And so if you struggle with, hey, I need to be in control, or hey, I need to have things done my way, 
that at least you know that's something you struggle with, and that's I would say that's a conversation you probably should have with your spouse when when things are not heated. So you know, say you know John, Mary, Sally, whoever, uh, Tanisha, if you know if you see me doing this, then then bring it to my attention. Or if yes. I say something along those lines, if you could bring it to my attention. Yes. And just to, um, you know, for an example, we had a conversation um, a week or so ago about um, there was something that I was saying when we have a conversation. I noticed because Doug's very direct and I'm very sensitive. I'll just put it out there like that. And I said something to you. I said, you know, when you say X, Y, Z, the way you say it. And then you said, you know what? Can you bring it to my attention? And I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. That means a lot to me that we can, um, and now we're talking about cures, but we're gonna, so we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But communication is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't become defensive about it. You, he didn't come defensive about it. Another C. No, that, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, I was like, really? How do you, okay. <laughs> That's that New York City education right there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we communicated about it and we came to, you know, an agreement that, okay, just could you point it out to me when I'm doing it? Because this is how I am and I don't realize it. And so sometimes going back to causes, we don't realize that we are a cause of a conflict because we're just being ourselves. but we don't know sometimes our ways are conflicting to someone who's not like you. They cause us contention or makes us feel you just throwing out C's. uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's important for us to be open and flexible to changing mm-hmm. another C, change. A lot of times, a lot of people don't want to change. This is the way I am. This is the way I'm going to be. And that's not always the way it has to be because I am a firm believer that every day God wakes us up, every day that God gives us his mercy and his grace, he's given us another chance Mm -hmm. to do better, to be better, to speak better, to act better. That is every day we should be striving to be better husbands, better wives, better Christians, better a better woman a better man we should be striving to be better and god puts people in our life to help us do that sometimes you're not going to hear a still voice from heaven that says do better you didn't say that right <laughs> you know sometimes god will give you a spouse that will say that's not right case in point I'm the type of person that if I'm in the grocery store, I will say oh, I'm uncomfortable with somebody. One, I'm I'm a big proponent of the six feet distance. Yes, she is. They said six feet. They said six feet. Can you please be seven feet away from me? Yes. And How about that flight? If Never you mind. if <laughs> you stop, <laughs> if you are hovering next to me for a little bit too long, I have a problem. She does. If they have markings on the floor that say six feet apart. Which they are six feet apart, but that's not the they, end of Yeah, those are clearly like five, <laughs> four and a half feet. And you step bef- in front of that line and you, t- 
I have a problem. She does. And see, so y'all pray for me and pray for Doug, because when we do go to the store together, I will say something. And she does. And he's looking at me like, I'm not trying to fight out here in these streets. Can I'm, you? I'm can 50 you, plus. Can I'm you, not trying to fight can you nobody. Bring it, can you bring it in? Um, so anyway, I don't know how I digressed on that. I don't but, know. We're talking about change. But That's change. how we started. So you pointing that out to me makes me more aware mm-hmm. of the fact that I do things like that and help me to bring it under subjection, <laughs> help me to control it better. So there's a good control and there's a bad control. Self-control is a good control. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we could be out of control and then we have to learn how to exercise self-control because who we are isn't always how we should be. We so, should, again, strive to change to be better. So, so I appreciate you thank for you. helping me to be a better Another person. C, appreciate. Uh, so oh, Lord. control can go, not control, change can go both ways. Change can be a cause of conflict both ways. Mm-hmm. Either you don't change or you did change and maybe your spouse didn't change with you. Mm-hmm. So that can either way. And... You know, a lot of things have changed in the last year. How we do, where we go, you know, like you said, the whole six feet, mask up, all of that. Mm-hmm. All, so if you didn't want to change, and I'm not getting political about this, but if you didn't want to change or you didn't change, say, I'm going to stay the way I've been because whatever, whatever, then that's going to cause conflict. It could cause conflict in your marriage. But if you do change, we all change. I'm not the same a uh, person I was when we first got married, same man. When you married me, I was a young boy, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if I had not changed and I still had the mindset of a teenager in New York City and now I'm 51, that would cause conflict in this marriage. Right. If I still thought the same way, did things the same way, said, mm-hmm. talked the same way. Lord Jesus, help me. <laughs> <laughs> so then you would be talking to me like I'm your child because I would be still stuck in 17 years old, 18 years old. And mm-hmm. you would be where you are right now. So it'd be like that. just trying to have a conversation with me would be, you know, mother, son. Unfortunately, that's just nasty. But anyway, uh, <laughs> But no, I, I thought about that when you was talking about control, and mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't want to. But no, I'm thinking about something else as it relates change. to change. Yeah. When you you could be trying to change your spouse, and that's trying that's control, mm-hmm. and that's like, going to cause conflict. That's going to cause conflict where you are trying to get them to change, to be the way you want them to be or how you want them to be. And that's going to cause conflict, especially if you have a a dominant personality and the other spouse, your spouse is trying to get you to change. And I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. I'm just in my observation or my perception, dominant people have a tendency to be stubborn. Yeah. Set in their ways. Yeah. And so the more you try to push them to change, even if it is a good idea, the more resistant they are to that change because they are dominant. They didn't come up with that idea. Yeah. 
they feel like you're trying to make them do it. So it makes them less likely to want to do it. Yeah. And he's agreeing with me because he's a dominant personality. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm learning. I'm learning. Another C. Learning. Oh, Lord. He's just messing up my whole homolytically sound notes. I'm learning. Talk about these words that don't start with a C. I am learning. Um, So another C. Mm -hmm. And... After control. um, After control is conceited. Conceited is pride and self-importance. The Bible tell us that all, all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Only three things. And when we are prideful, where it's all about our image or our self-importance, then we take away from our spouse or the other people in our life when it's all about me, all about me, all about me. So can I ask you a question? Sure. Are you saying I'm not the most important thing in the universe? That is absolutely what I'm saying. <laughs> the universe does not rotate around me. It does not me. revolve around oh, you. Wow. It does. Yes. So when people think, well, you, know, never. Uh, you know, it's all about me and uh, I got to have it my way. And uh, I just really, uh, I just. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I it's, wish you all could see her face. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, my goodness. It's just. I got to have my way and that is going to cause conflict, especially when you're dealing with different personalities and people who are not like you and, and people who are like you. So that's going to cause conflict Mm -hmm. because they think it's about them while you think it's about you. And I think it's important not to, again, look in the mirror It is important to look in the mirror (laughs) and not look at what the other person is doing, how they're responding, but identifying what could have caused the conflict. Was it something that you said? Was it your self-absorption? Was it your pride that caused this conflict to occur? Proverbs 16 and 18 says, pride goes before destruction. Mm Mm-hmm. A haughty spirit is before a fall. God's word assures us pride is the root of the rubble in our lives. So if you're starting to see stuff fall apart, you ever see them blow up a, a building and it's just a big pile of rubble, it just collapses inwardly? I always, that, that always amazed me. That bricks the, it didn't fly outwardly. It just went inside. Ooh. It it. It was absorbed into itself. Ooh, look at you. So that rubble Getting that is going to cause you to crumble and you to fall and all of those bricks to fall on you. Inwardly. Inwardly. Hmm. So you have to be very careful about pride. That's what caused Satan to get kicked out of heaven. Pride. So we need to stop thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought to and thinking it's all about us because this could be causing conflict in our marriage because we're trying to control things and because we're conceited and we think that we're the best thing since sliced bread and it's all about us. Mm -hmm. 
1 Corinthians 10 and 12 warns, so if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. 1 Corinthians 10 and 12 warns us, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. So you think you're having a disagreement with your spouse and you standing firm on your point, and you're standing firm in your idea, and you're standing firm, I will not be moved, I'm right about this thing, you better be careful, because you're going to fall. And it's okay to be flexible, it's okay to concede, not be conceited, but concede mm-hmm. and back up and say, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong in this situation, or maybe you don't see that you're wrong, But we have this thing that we've said many times in marriage. Sometimes it's just better to be happy than to be right. Pastor Glenn, Cedar Valley Christian Center. If you think that you are right, chances are you're both walking around there unhappy. Yep. So would you rather be right around the house and have frustration and tension in your home? Who who does? Oh, do you want to be happy? Do you want to be happy? Don't worry. Be happy. I was thinking of Pharrell song. I was thinking of it too, but I but the old one came out. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, another scripture, Psalm 10, 2 through 11, it describes the oppressive result of pride and a plea to God for justice and defense for those caught in its tailspin. And I didn't write that scripture down, but I'm going to pull it up for you. Again, I thought that was a scripture. I was like, man, that's interesting. It describes the oppressive results of pride. No, it describes. I thought that was a scripture. I was like, what, what version of the Bible is that? I'm like, that must be that new Renee version. Describes the oppression, result of pride, and a plea to God for justice and defense for those caught in its tailspin. I was thinking, wow. What version of the Bible did you get that from? Right. So, no, Psalm 10 and 2, 311 says, The wicked in his pride, King James Version, oh, okay. The wicked in his pride doeth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the devices that they have imagined. Mm, taken in your own devices. For the wicked boasteth of his heart's desire and blesseth the covetous whom the Lord abhorreth. The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above, out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he putteth at them. Excuse me. He puffeth at them. Hey, you got the King James Version. He hath said in his heart, I shall not be moved, for I shall never be in adversity. Hmm. Hmm. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and fraud. Under his tongue is mischief and vanity. He sitteth in the lurking places of the villages. In the secret places doeth he murder the innocent. His eyes are privily set against the poor. He lieth and waits secretly as a lion in his den. That you know what, and I when I'm as I'm reading this, I'm just seeing a husband or a wife just secretly waiting to pounce, like mm-hmm. mm, I'm right about this situation. I'm gonna get you. Mm, I'm gonna get you. Yeah, he lieth in wait to catch the poor. He doeth catch the poor when he draweth him into his net. 
He croucheth and humbleth himself that the poor may fall by his strong ones. He hath said in his heart, God hath forgotten. He hid it his face. He will never see it. Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up thine hand, forget not the humble. And that's verse 12. But it's important for you to just be mindful. I wanted to bring all these scriptures into play about pride because pride can ruin a relationship. Pride can ruin marriage. It's okay to be humble. Mm-hmm. And say I messed up. It's okay to be humble and say I missed it. It's okay to be humble and say I didn't get this one right, and I need to, you know, come to my spouse and say, "Hey, you know what? I was wrong. I'm sorry. I could have said it differently. I could have not said it at all." Mm-hmm. Uh, but conflict, there are definitely many causes, and I'm pretty sure over the next couple of weeks. We'll talk about a few more causes. We'll probably spend one good episode on communication because that's pivotal to the success of a relationship, good communication. And then we'll also talk about some cures as well. So when you were talking about Psalm 10, and I Psalm 10, and I was I was listening to you and I was thinking, wow, you're about to read the whole psalm. But <laughs> but then when you're talking about, you know, spouses like waiting and pouncing. And I, I thought about that and I'm like, and then I went back to Luke, which you originally said when we started the podcast, Luke 7, 11 and 17, you know, every kingdom, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and a house divided against itself, a house divided against a house uh, falleth. And so I thought about if you're, if you're, waiting and pouncing and trying to catch your spouse or, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Ultimately, a house divided against itself is going to fall. The whole house. The whole house. That means you in that house too. Yeah. And and so be careful. And I I was really, um, didn't want to say what I'm about to say, but the Lord told me to say it. And so... Um, it's still in Luke, but if you go to Luke 12 and start at like verse 51, and this is the NIV version, and this is Jesus talking. And again, we're talking about conflict. So do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family and one family divided against each other. Three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. And I said that because when the Lord gave me that and you were talking about a house divided against itself, I'm like, Lord, first, I know you don't contradict yourself in the word. So if the house is divided against itself, is going to fall. But then you said further down in Luke, you came to divide them. But in Luke 12, he mm-hmm. never mentioned husband against wife. He never mentioned, I came to be husband against wife. Right. God never said that. Right. And so for all of you out there who are in ministry, husband and wives, you're in ministry together. Ministry should never come between the two of you. 
So there's nowhere in the Bible do you see where it says, and this, and again, this is conflict. You saying, well, we're in ministry together. We're husband and wife. We're in ministry together. But the ministry itself is causing conflict. And maybe now we're thinking about getting a divorce or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just read to you in Luke 12, nowhere in there did Jesus say he came to separate husband and wives. Nowhere. Right. He said mother, daughter, son, father, blah, blah, blah. But the, the marital relationship, God did not come to divide. Because earlier in Luke 11, which we just read, it said, if you divide every kingdom, divide against itself is brought to desolation. So you, the, the, if there's unity, not to say there won't be conflict, but you, you'll be able to work your way through it. And so I just saved somebody a whole lot of money because you were about to go to some counselor and pay them a whole lot of money because you're like, hey, the ministry, what should we do? What should we do? I just saved you some money so you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. <laughs> <laughs> just cash app us, Doug and Renee. Just saved you a whole bunch of money and time. There's no way the ministry should come between a husband and wife. So you're saying that could be another cause of conflict when somebody is putting something before their spouse whether it's ministry, Mm -hmm. uh, someone who is spending a lot of time in church or doing the work of ministry, Mm -hmm. when your marriage is your first ministry. So you should not be spending more time doing the work of the church when your husband and wife relationship is the church. Yep. God gave marriage before anything. There was no ministry. There wasn't no, wasn't no ministry of helps or anything like that. So we'll go into that further. Yes. But I just wanted to, to leave, leave that with you all. And again, cash app us, dollar sign, Doug and Renee. I just saved you a whole bunch of money and time. All right. We appreciate your support. Subscribe to this podcast and share. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.